When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, coming to you from Studio A here at the DNVR Bar, where the A stands for a legend. Hey. We are joined by a legend <laughs> yep. Doing a today. Okay. Yeah, a legend, yeah. A legend. A anything, huh? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of cheats his way through that. I, see how you, I, I was doing the yeah. math in my head. I was like, I, maybe I didn't go to the right school, but yeah. I don't know if legend starts with A. Like, whatever. No, a legend. <laughs> okay. Uh, a two-time Super Bowl champion, yeah. A Super Bowl MVP, A Hall of Famer. Appreciate it, man. It's good to be here. This is, this is kind of a nice setup you guys got here. This is this is pretty sweet. Thanks, appreciate man. It, yeah. We appreciate it. We're uh, we're super stoked to have you on, man. And uh, we got our defies going. Drinking these, mm. these are you delicious. Gotta hydrate. Gotta hydrate. Mm-hmm. Get your drink in you. This 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 right here is uh, it's it's responsible for a transformation. It's responsible for getting you back to a position where I think if the Broncos called me today. I think I'd be ready to roll. Oh, hey. well, they need you. Wow. So, 100%, man. George Payton, yeah. if, you, if you need another back, I'm here. I can't promise you a whole game. But I could probably give you a good quarter. But, you know, situational only, you know, fourth down, two, three, something like that, third down. Sign them up. I mean, that's what they need. Yeah, that's all you need, right? Why don't you tell us a little bit before we get started just about Defy, what you guys are doing, what you guys are all about. Yeah, Defy is a uh, performance brand. It was uh, started based off my experience with CBD, and it really transformed, um, I guess I'd say, get my swag back because in by 2017, I had, I had kind of reached a point where physically I was – I was limited. I had, uh, you know, from 2001 when I retired, I was on this, this consistent decline physically. You know, I have it's a lot of inflammation in my knee, uh, just lots of constant pain, you know. So all that stuff kind of contributed to sort of mental challenges where stress started to become a, lot, a part of my life, a lot of anxiety. Um, and so you start to wonder, like, physically, is this it? Like, will I ever be... You know, not that I would be the guy that played football, but can I get back to a point where 
I have a, an active lifestyle and I can play with my kids and just be able to run around. And I questioned that in 2017. Well, shortly after that, in the uh, same year, a friend of mine, was Bo Worley, is a, our president of Defy, um, introduced me to CBD. He was like, hey, man, you might want to try this because everything that you're going through, CBD can help with it. And then my initial reaction was, hey, man, I ain't messing with that, man. That's, you know, that's marijuana. I can't mess with it. Yeah. But as I started reading more articles about it and just kind of doing my, home, my homework on it, it became clear that everything that I was going through, CBD allegedly was the cure for, right? You know, it, it treated those things. So I, about a few weeks after that, I was like, you know, I'm just going to go for it, man. I just got to try it because nothing else worked. And um, once I started using it, it became clear that this was what I had been looking for for years. Yep. And inflammation started to slowly go away, started giving me back the swag that I had, which kind of became the catalyst for working out more. And once I started getting into that routine again, man, I went from 230 pounds, dropped all the way down to 205. I played at 208, so it was about my playing weight. Mm. And then everything, like my, my relationship, like everything just became better. You know, with my kids, my wife. And, um, and now, man, I just feel, I feel great. I'm attacking everything with uh, energy and excitement. Every single day I'm out there. I'm, I'll be 50 years old, man, uh, in, in another week. So hitting that big 5-0. But once I started feeling better back in 2017, it, two, two things came to mind. One, if it's helping me like this, what can it do for other athletes or anybody that's, that's up there in age who's going through the same things that I was going through? And then number two, there was an opportunity you know, from a business standpoint. Well, listen, there's no product in the market right now that is the gold standard brand that I can tell you, hey, Zach, hey, you know, hey Henry, you guys go get this product. I couldn't tell my friends that. So I was like, well, there was a void there. If we can fill that void with this product, then that's what I saw as an opportunity, you know, a life, um, sort of a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So that's what we did. In 2017, we went out, man, did the homework, did everything based off science. Yeah. And in 2019, we launched Defy. And we, we launched this drink right here, which is called Recover Now, but it was just called Defy. And it's a CBD drink. It has no THC in it. It has, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's a uh, coconut-based, you know, um, coconut water-based drink with a lot of good-for-you things in there. There's only 15 calories or 20 calories in this bottle. And we initially started out to say, we're not a CBD company, so we don't make any CBD products. We are a performance brand that has CBD products, but we also have a lot of non-CBD products. So we have a, a, a boost, which is not here. Do you have my boost? You don't have the boost? So, it's, a, so. it's an energy drink, right? It's like a pre-workout do you have it? No, you don't have no. it? Okay. No worries then. Um, but <laughs> Megan just texted me. She said she's coming. She's coming. Yes. <laughs> so she's coming with the drink. Shot. So when she comes, <laughs> she, hopefully she has it. But so we, have, we, we create a, a performance system, right? So it has the, you wake up in the morning, you kick your day off with this boost, um, and then you hydrate with our alkaline water during the workout, and then you recover with our recover after. And we also have tinctures and bombs and gummies and stuff like that as well. But we are a performance brand, and we we designed the performance, the five, you know, the five performance system for, again, this is not for athletes. I think people look at our brand and right, think, well, right. is it only for athletes? I'm, no, it's not. It's for That's the mom. That's for the three of us. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Oh, well, what are you saying? Listen, man, listen you, don't, you don't need to be an athlete. You know, you, just active lifestyle or anybody who just wants to feel better. I, I mean, that's the mom. That's the dad. That's the, um, you know, the policeman, that's the firefighter, that's the teacher, that's the, the coach, that's anyone who just wants to have a little bit more energy in their day and attack what they do 
with their with the best that they have and that's what our our system does i mean you look like you're legitimately in hall of fame prime shape right, on, right now right on, <laughs> i like to hear that i, and like to I hear mean that. You, you said you're about to be 50. yeah tom brady's 45. Yeah. you're only I a couple know. years older uh-huh. how many times have tom brady been hit like yeah, Tom, so tom, tom brady in different. his 40 like whatever year 20 what day what is it for tom brady 20, 22 23 22nd yeah. year 23rd yep. year I promise you, I've been hit in one training camp more than Tom Brady's been hit in the career. I promise you. 100% believe that. Uh, and quickly, guys, uh, you can try to buy at our tailgates. It's great. We have yeah. it there every week. Uh, and also, uh, you can go get 30% off right now and use the code DNVR at drinkdefy.com. Go get it. Great deal. Exclusive deal for uh, the podcast appearance uh, today, which we yeah. appreciate. And also, if you go follow Defy, just at Defy on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, you'll be entered to win a signed TD jersey. That's right. Nice jersey there. And we are in a lot of different uh, retail stores as well. King Super's here. Uh, you know, Safeway, Albertsons, a lot of the major box chains we're in. Uh, Win Dixie Publix, all of so we're in about eleven thousand doors nationwide. If you're not here in Denver, um, and then you can also get it on, on uh, Amazon as well. All right, so so the plug. That's what that's my plug. There okay. we go. <laughs> Great <laughs> plug. We got it out. <laughs> all right, uh, now we get to talk about the Broncos. Yeah, here we go. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Man. Oh, no. This, this, this is how to get you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, TV coming here, man. You can talk about your product, man, and then uh, <laughs> and then you get to talk about then, a whole different kind of part. product. Okay, what's the question? What well, we got? All right, I want to start here. <laughs> when the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, everyone comes through with the West Coast offense, Shanahan tree, and to Broncos fans, that's music to their ears. Yeah. You know, when I hear that, I'm like, <laughs> I see 30 cutting back, taking you know the cutback lane, running over yeah. a linebacker, um, and it hasn't looked like that. No. And so my question is. Did they get away from that outside zone kind of scheme too quickly? And w- why why aren't we seeing kind of you know the the classic Shanahan offense that I think a lot of people were expecting? Yeah, Ryan, I think we all have the same questions. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I you know I watched I watched the game and I think we all were told that that's exactly what they were bringing in. And and even Nathaniel Hackett admitted that's where he wanted to go back to. He'd watched what I played. And he loved that system. He loved that error. Um, but we haven't seen it. And what I, what I, what my guess is, is that there's something going on. But and I don't know for a fact. But I, if if I were to guess, it's Russell doesn't want to run that system. Mm-hmm. That's I, w- I think there's a pop, there will be a struggle between what Russ wants to do and what Nathaniel Hackett wants to do. Um, because otherwise, why wouldn't you want to run it? It is yeah. it is a proven system that works. It's one that allows a quarterback to be able to really put a defense in a in a conflict. Because mm-hmm. if you, it's the, you know the, the theory behind it is it's hard to chase down a running game and then immediately turn and get into your zones or or cover guys who are doing crossing routes. And that's what we did. You know, and then you have to commit a whole lot of resources to stop the run. Now, it's not going to work overnight. you got to commit to it. Mm-hmm. Well, when we did the system back in you know, 95, right. the system wasn't there in 95, as a matter of fact. We installed the system in 96. My rookie year, 95, we ran a lot of traps. We ran what they call dives. We ran what they call a bob, which is two backs are kind of split back. And everything was run, was run like kind of wide. And then everything else was like coming inside, but it was mainly kind of the true West Coast offense. Like Roger Craig ran, uh, Ricky Waters ran it, and then we evolved from that to putting me seven yards deep, allowing me to see the field, and then 
going more zone blocking up front, which helps the linemen because you don't you're, you're basically blocking areas versus bodies. Right. You know, you're not you don't have an assigned guy, so it's not man. And then we did some gap schemes as well, but not a lot of it. So it, we 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 did everything, but the bread and butter was the you know we know it was the wide zone. That's that's where. I don't care what the hell you're doing up there. It, it, you're not stopping this. Nope. <laughs> you're not stopping it. So I don't know. I don't know why they really haven't looked like that. Most of what thing, most of what they do was out of shotgun. Yep. <laughs> and whether it's third down and one, whether it's fourth and one, yeah. Russell's in the shotgun. And <laughs> yep. I, I think we're all like, first of all, you've just eliminated. Mm-hmm. Once you put Russ in the shotgun, where's the threat of the run? Right. Mm-hmm. Why would you do the defense work for them? Like I, I wouldn't do it. I'd, I'd always present the run, especially on short down. On short down, yeah. Where you know linebackers are on their toes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their first step. I mean, you can see them. They're like like this. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the shotgun, you don't pose, you know you don't really pose a threat. You now have linebackers sitting in zones and they're they're covering up routes where mm-hmm. you want them coming up. So now you you can either throw between the linebacker and the safety and the corners. That's the space you want to operate in. And it just hasn't happened. And I don't have a – I wish I had answers for you. I don't have the answer as to why we're not doing that. Now, so, so a really interesting thing you said there was maybe Russell doesn't want to do this. And so when I hear you say that and when I think about it, the, the struggle dynamic between running what the coach wants to do, yeah. running what the quarterback wants to do, my head instantly goes to you do what the quarterback wants to do. Yeah. If you're trying to do this system, though, maybe do you pull back away from what Russ wants to do and try to take that power away? Or as a head coach, you just say, nope, we're, we're going to do what the quarterback wants to do, and the running backs, offensive line, wide receivers will go with that. So I coach I coach Little League, flag football. <laughs> coach, uh, that's, I do. You, you, said run, you, you said guys it. run a wide zone? No, no. <laughs> 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 well, it's flag. You can, you can uh, it's flag. So we, Too easy to snag that flag. Wait, well, we do a little bit of it, but of course you can't block anybody, but we do a little bit Didn't of it. Didn't you say you have a championship with that? Of course, man. Of course. So three, three-time <laughs> champion? Well, I only coached one year, so. <laughs> well, you got two as a player. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got to get my ring. You got to throw that third one on there. I got to get my ring. You're right, man. Uh That was the best one, by the way, uh, flag football. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's. It, what it reminds me is because a lot of times we forget how coaches or if you've never been a coach, whether you're a little league coach or, or a professional coach, there is something to having your your philosophy and having a like you got to have a foundation. And then once the foundation is is laid, you can then you can you can veer. But I couldn't imagine going to a situation where I'm allowing a quarterback to dictate what I do. Now, we can collaborate on what we're doing. Right. But if this is what I my, my my fundamental belief is, we need to be doing this. Then let's do that, and then we can evolve into what we think, or what you think you want to do. That's that's just me, right, you know. Right. So I, what this seems to be is okay. Russell says, and I don't know this for a fact. I'm just yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just speculating. Totally. You've been an analyst for twenty years. I've been an analyst, and I've played the game. I've been in locker rooms with quarterbacks, and I so. It strikes me that this is not what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Run that wide zone, have to do bootlegs. Number one, it, it's, it takes a lot of energy. It's not easy to sit back there and have to run out there and stick the ball on and bootleg every single time. And then you look around the, the league and you do see the like Aaron Rodgers and the Tom Brady's and guys who are just operating from a phone booth. They're just in a phone booth operating. Now, 
the speculation that Russell saw that and says he wants to be more like that. I can't confirm it. I didn't, I've never heard him, heard him say that. But it's making sense to me now right. that when you start hearing things that Russ says he doesn't want to do it, when he was in Seattle, the big thing was that he wanted to be – he wanted to throw the ball more. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if all, if all that is true and now he's here and they allowed him to, to, to be able to throw – but it's not working, then we need to go ahead and just, all right, let's let's back this thing up and go back to square one. Yep. Let's go back to getting that running game. Let, let's start helping you. Let's help you, right? Because it's, it doesn't make sense that we, you know, we, there's a there's a system that can help, but you got you to buy into it and you got to do it. Right. So this game would be telling to me. I, I think this oh. next game, the Jets game, I think it's going to say a lot. And with that wide zone, you know, it, the reason one of the reasons you want to run it is because you have Javante Williams back there, and he's perfect. He can stretch a defense well, we, out, we punch and cut him yeah. back. We, exactly. We, we used to have exactly. Javante Williams, and so now you have Latavius Murray carrying the ball fifteen or yeah, fifteen times in that last game. Yeah, that's just not his style to getting a defense to overcommit outside, open up the cutback lanes. It, it, do you think that that could be a part of that? Just wanting him to be moving forward. I don't know, man. It just. What's what's cool about you know running in that style of offense was um, it really did suit a lot of different styles. Huh. Like you didn't have to you know it fit me like hand and glove because I, I like just be able to have one cut. I'm not a guy that want to do four or five different moves and they, I, I want to be efficient. Get me down here, let's go. And then I'll give you a little something on top of that. You know I had, I had some moves, that, <laughs> you know, but I also I had a little bit. I can I can run past you. I can run over you I can do everything but it suits it suits not only just my style mm-hmm. but there's other guys that can go in there and and run and and have you know success in doing it but I think ultimately what it does is that when you have the offensive line and the reps that they get with that system and they just they just do it over and over and over and over the efficiency and proficiency you uh, proficiency that you play with becomes it becomes a machine mm-hmm. And then you throw on top of that, let's do some bootlegs. Let's throw the ball out of this formation. And it just puts a lot of stress on the defense to have to cover, uh, number one, commit resources to trying to stop the run, but then not knowing when you're going to pull it down and have to defend receivers doing crossing routes. And, mm-hmm. by the way, we got a quarterback that can run. Now you have to defend that too. Right. And I ain't saying that needs to be every single play. Yep. But it gets, it gets you on schedule. It gives you your four yards here, your three yards there. And it, the philosophy when I was there was four, listen, four yard run was a great run. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not trying to break it 80 yards, but if, if we break it 80 yards, it's fine. But four yards on schedule. And now you put a defense who hates to be in third. A defense does, does not like a third and one, a third and two. That is one of the, that's a nightmare for them because they, you can pull any play out the playbook yeah. on the third and one or third and two. But when you're in third and seven, third and eight, third and ten, there ain't many plays you got to, con- to convert that. And so this game to me would be um, interesting to see mm-hmm. if, if there's more of that. If they go back to kind of uh, – I, I, I just call it, listen, it's day one install. Kind of day one install. Mm-hmm. That's that's yep. wide zone. Let's yep. see what they do. Yep. So and, well, and you mentioned defense doesn't want to see third and one, fourth and one, but 
if if they do see it, they prefer to see the offense and shotgun. I assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are, we, are we good? Yeah. I mean, that, that's. I I try to be. I try not to react quick to things. I try to wait. Thing, let things materialize, and and slowly react to it. It's been six weeks though. Yeah. We've had six games, and I don't know. You know, I'm not jumping off the ledge. You jumping off the ledge? You like you you ready to jump? I said mid or mid season. So like that's two more games. Two more games, and then, and then if Until things I'm, don't work out, you you, yep. you jumping? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Feet first or head first? Which I one are you jumping? I hope you're there to save me. I'm not saving <laughs> oh, you, man. No. You jumping? Oh, you going? I'm just saying, you going feet or head? Which one are you jumping? Oh in with? man, I mean, wouldn't head be quicker? Head. <laughs> yeah. That that, that would ensure. Dark. That would ensure. <laughs> it would. But I don't your see the death. second half of the season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I said. Like I, I I am usually very patient with this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. After the Colts game, I I said it's it's panic time. Yeah. Like and uh, I thought they had a great performance defensively last week, and I think this defense is good enough to keep them in games every single week. But the fact that they're last in the NFL in scoring right now is just mind boggling. That's the that's the one that sticks out is um like you don't you don't mind and and so in in on this level. There are style points to losing. Like mm-hmm. you, you do get credit. You, you don't get full credit. You get some credit for, for losing, and it really does matter how you lose. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. I played in games, man. Where, for example, we played against the uh, playoff game Kansas City in nineteen, I believe it was ninety seven. Right, first first year of the Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. We lost to Kansas City in December mm-hmm. by a field goal. We walked off the field like we won the game. Yeah, yeah, yep. because we knew we was like. Okay. Next time we play them, we know we're gonna beat them. Right. So it, you're looking for small wins inside of these losses, and I'm 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 trying to find them. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the small wins. Like, how do we take these this game and dissect it and say, okay, at least we we can lean on these things right. as we go through our season. Do you think there's something to that though, in terms of? learning to win and having losing habits yeah. and and that sort of thing like how does a team get from close loss to close win because it's such a fine line in the NFL but it's so obvious that the Broncos right now have have a a, a losing problem right it's contagious yeah. when you lose games like this over and over again like i said there are things you can hang your hat on and look at it and say all right man even though we lost we we threw for 300 yards we scored four touchdowns you know we didn't have any penalties we um, defense held, you know, defense played well, except for these two, you know, defensive pass interference calls that shouldn't make. I mean, you start yeah. making, you start doing a list yeah. like, okay, check, 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 and those are the things that you start to feed off of. And you say, okay, next time we play, is, is if, if we eliminate this one thing, that's it. That's the difference between winning and losing. Right. How many things can you say about the last couple of games they've lost? Like how many? Like if, if, all the, off- all the all offensive side of the ball, none. I mean, yeah. you, you, we thought we had the first quarter uh, uh, last week. We thought that was going to be something yep. to build on, yeah. but then you see three other quarters yeah. in overtime that are so bad. I know it's hard to remember that first quarter. And I do think people would be more excited if they were losing these games, you know, thirty-eight, thirty-five instead oh, yeah, of thirteen. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it it does matter how you how you lose, and then you can say, all right, if the defense, you know, if we, if we have thirty, you know, thirty-eight, thirty-five, okay. We, we lost eight, but the offense went out there. They played. And really, that is the 
when you look at everything they've done, it was to improve the offense. Right. Yep. Everything they've done yep. was to improve the offense over the last couple of years. And it still hasn't – it hasn't – whether the switch or the spigot, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. hasn't been turned on. And it's not, it's not an easy fix this, this late yeah. in the game. It's just not. You know, you can't go in there and scrap the whole playbook. You just can't. No. No one, no one is coming in the locker room who you think can change what's going on. They just have to work and be better at what they're, what they're currently doing. You know, again, they can – like the, uh, the the wide zone, that's not that's not nothing new. They have the, they have it in the playbook. Right. They just haven't they haven't really leaned on it. Right. So just start dialing it up more and receivers. Everybody everybody's got to feel like they've got to they've got to up their game. Every single person on the right. team. Right. Well, I've, I've got a few questions about that, but first you got to check out drinkdefy.com. Yes, Use sir. the code DNVR thirty mm-hmm. percent off. And also check out us. We've got the tailgate going on for the Jets game this week. Make sure to head to thednvr.com. Get your Defy when you're yes, at sir. the tailgate. So check us out, thednvr.com. Other drinks you can have at the tailgate, Breckenridge Brewery. Mm. Uh, you know, if you want to. Uh, Maybe you start your day off with Defy, then you go to Breck, then you finish it with Defy. Maybe absolutely. a good balance. I was going to say, if you want to look more like TD, probably drink Defy. <laughs> if you want to look more like me, drink Breckenridge Brew. Um, delicious, all in the same Slightly different effects on the body, uh, but we love Breck Brew as well. We appreciate them uh, hooking us up with beer at the tailgate as well. And uh, and as we move into the weekend here, it's probably a good time to have a couple of those. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And also, make sure you sign up for Evoca TV. It's really hard to watch the Nuggets and Avalanche right now. Evoca is your best bet. It's only $25 a month. There's a $5 receiver fee. Um, and if you sign up using the code evoca.tv slash DNVR, we get credit for it. So we really appreciate that. As well, that new documentary is coming out. We sent our Nuggets guys to Serbia for a week. It's going to be there soon. You're going to want to be able to watch it. So get on Ivaka. Go to Ivaka.tv slash DMVR. All right, TD, you talk about chemistry in a locker room, believing in everything. And one of the big talking points since Russ got here is, is he really one of the guys? And from everything I've heard about your Super Bowl teams is, how many Hall of Famers were on there? Four Hall of Famers, including yourself? We got more. We have, yeah, we, we have more. They just haven't been officially enshrined. I like that. But a yeah. lot of gold jackets, a lot of big yeah. personalities, a yeah. lot of great football players. And from everything I heard, John was one of the guys. Obviously, you yeah. were one of the Shins, one of the guys. Yeah. How important is it in the construct of a team where one person isn't put a put above the rest of the team and because I have to imagine it's obvious to see it from the outside I have to imagine inside it's obvious to see too but it's it's different nowadays it's different <laughs> man it, yeah. it is and yeah. I, and just everything not 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 only in sports but just with all this social yeah. media stuff yeah. like everybody's so I it's hard to compare the two that's fair but I will say one of the most I guess not endearing because uh I guess the most res- Thing that I that quality that I I really respected about John was that, yeah. From day one when I first saw him, I mean, his short story. When I first got to Denver in '95, I showed up to the facility for uh, off-season workouts, and it was, you know, it's voluntary, mandatory. Yeah, yeah. Back then, certainly Back, mandatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was voluntary, <laughs> mandatory. But I got there in uh, you know '95, and so you had a, you had an option of working out at 7 a.m., 10 a.m., and 1 a.m. As a rookie, I'm like, dude, I'm not working at 7 a.m. I'll get there at 10. <laughs> Got there at 10 o'clock, and I'm walking onto the field, walking from the bus to the you know, side of the facility. And I look over to the field. The 7 a.m. group is finishing up. They were doing gassers. 
And I look over there and I'm just looking at this dude and he's like, you know, kind of a, got a bad body. His knees are all bent in together and he's got his shirt is off and he's, but he's, he's beating everybody. And I'm watching, I'm like, who the hell is that? Mm. And I sit on the bench and I'm watching him finish their gases and I realized who it was. I'm like, is that, that's, that's John Elway? <laughs> I'm like, what is he doing here? Like, it's the off season. Didn't have to be there. He had probably gone to, I don't know, four or five different Pro Bowls that went yeah. to a Super Bowl. I'm a John Elway. Yeah. Yeah. But he, yet he was at this workout at 7 a.m. working out. And when I saw that, man, I had instant respect for him yeah. as a player. I'd never met him before. I had never seen him before, but I recognized when he was running. So that point on, that was like one of many things that being around him that I realized that this dude is just – He's elway to everybody else, but he's he's just he's just right. one of the guys. Right. He doesn't want to be treated any differently. He doesn't have his locker's not in another room. Yeah. You know, he's not a guy that that feels like he can he can show up late to a meeting, or you know, kind of a diva feel. Yeah. No, that wasn't yeah. that wasn't Elway, and uh, it it kind of permeated like our whole team was built like that. You think about Rod Smith, yeah. Shannon Sharp. You know, you throw me in the mix, Elway. You throw, I mean, everybody on those championship teams were like, like, you know, it wasn't about whether we can try to be a diva. It was like, dude, right. like I'm, I'm showing you, I, we're showing you how it, it, it needs to be done. Not telling you what right. to do, but we're showing everybody how to do it. And to me, that's the best quality of a leader Yeah, is doing it by example. And you're going to catch a lot more people who want to follow you when they see what you're doing. And I've seen John from that point on to games where the dude is just beat up, you know, where he can't barely, he can barely walk. He's got a torn, I think he had a torn bicep in one of uh, his last year. But yeah, he's going to show up at practice mm -hmm. on time. And, you know, we had coaches too, uh, in particular, a coach named Alex, Spent, uh, Alex Gibbs, if yeah. you guys know yeah. Alex Smith, mm -hmm. yep. Alex Gibbs, uh, if you've heard stories about oh, him. Yeah, yeah. Man, he kept and, and I had never seen this in my for, in my life. And I seen one time where we go through practice, and John is John hands the ball off to me, and he stops and he's looking at me. And this is during our nine oh seven period, which is on Thursday. And so it's about fifteen plays we play, and it's all padded up. It's, and it's it's a serious, serious you know, um, drill. The next morning on Friday, we always watch it with all the receivers and running backs in the, in the, in, the, uh, in the room. And he is chewing John out because he, he he's like number seven, get your. And I was like, <laughs> and I I didn't know. I was like, wait a minute, he's treating Elway right. like that. Yeah. So if he's going to treat number seven like that, what he's going to do that like everybody else? So yep. he didn't. He and so the, my point is that not only did Elway not act like he was a star, like the coaches right. never tried to treat him in that fashion either. Right. right. Which, if you start seeing somebody getting preferential treatment it builds resentment right. because right. you're like wait a minute dude like i'm working out too why is he why is he allowed to travel right. to a game via you know whatever he's private got jet private jet yeah. public transportation but when everybody else has to come on a plane right and so that's that was something that we never had to deal with mm -hmm. pretty rare to, for the guys that were on your team yeah, well, yeah, in terms of like just the personality. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, we could have had a lot of guys yeah, who, yeah. who who did that. Now, I did notice that when we did have players that kind of had that personality, um, they weren't there. Mm -hmm. They that Mike mm -hmm. immediately 
It was like over the years, once we found out, it was like they were gone. Like it was a dude named Anthony Miller, who's a hell of a receiver, right? Yeah. First round draft pick, pro yep. bowler. Yep. Um, Anthony Miller was was like that. And, he, and he'll tell you. I mean, he, <laughs> he, but I mean, he's a receiver. I yeah, mean, that's, yeah, yeah. and we're a damn good one too. Yeah. But we end up releasing Anthony Miller and then bringing in Rod Smith. And Rod Smith was not, at yeah. that time, he was not established. He was yeah. just a practice, practice squad guy. Yeah. But we, but that's the kind of team that we built. And I don't know, man. Are there teams like that nowadays? I don't know. Well, and you guys played the ultimate complimentary football, which I think helped. Yeah. Everyone was getting theirs. You were getting yours. Shannon's getting catches. Rod's making big plays. John's, you know, throwing touchdowns. That's also kind of rare. It now. is. And the fact that the fa- this, is, uh, this is the God, this is the, the truth, God's honest truth, that if I got into a game and I didn't score a touchdown or have 100 yards rushing, I didn't care. Hmm. I didn't care. I knew that if that happened, that means that Rod is eating, that means Shannon's eating, that means Dan McCaffrey's eating, that means that how, whoever is balling. And when you have guys who do think like that, Rod didn't care. Rod knew that if he wasn't getting the ball, I was getting mine. So, and we knew we were scoring points and winning. Yep. I mean, I, we, I'd do anything to win. And we, we did a lot of winning. That, 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 <laughs> we did a lot of that. You did. And against the Jets, who Broncos are playing this week, you played four games against them, one in the playoffs. You were did three. you go back and look at that? Oh. You know that was a game, right? <laughs> the the well, AFC yeah. Championship. <laughs> yeah. No, not that game. Oh, okay, okay. But I tore my ACL. Oh, uh, in the. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, were yeah, looking yeah. at this. Yeah, yeah. I, but I don't have too, too, too much. Of I hated that. A couple of other yeah. games you did pretty well, though. Yeah, and AFC Championship 98, right? Yep. I think you had 160 something yards. It was the sixth straight game in the playoffs that you went over 100 yards. Yeah. Super Bowl, Super you was seven. your seventh. Yeah. That's the record. I just want to, like, what was that zone like? When you just knew, like, playoff game, yeah. biggest stage, no one can stop me right now. I didn't, you know, I didn't think like I just thought. No way. You, you, didn't, you didn't feel like that. I, you no, didn't feel invincible. Well, I felt damn. I felt like I was a damn good player. Yeah. And you got to have, you got to be confident. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no question about it. I, for me, it was cool because when, when you have, we go through our 15 plays, right, through the week and then. They would script the first 15 plays every, yeah. every week before, um, as we play. And I would look at how many runs that I had in the first 15 plays. And when you see there's 11 runs, <laughs> 10 runs, to me what that means is they're trusting me mm. with, I mean, I understand yeah. the, the magnitude at which they're putting right. in, your, in my hands. Right. Um, and I know it's a, it's, an, it's, an all, it's a team thing, but in that moment – I think like they're trusting me with the ball 10 to 15, 10 times, 11 times in the first 15. I got to do something with it. Like it's on me right. to, to reward them for doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what, that was my mentality. Yeah. If I saw a game plan that had three runs in the first 15, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> what are they telling you? <laughs> what are they telling me? <laughs> what, what amazes me? I don't me think that happens. What are they telling me? <laughs> I mean, so well, something ain't right. You had a game in the regular season against the Jets where you averaged three and a half yards per carry, but you got the ball 33 yeah. times. That just seems so <laughs> – that, that would never happen nowadays. Heck no. And, and it just shows you how different Heck the no. game is. No, but to your point, it's two things. Number one, I've always so, – I guess one of the, the questions that's asked a lot is, would you would have liked to play in this era? 
And I, my, my response is hell no. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. no. Yeah. Because like to your point, dude, like we're not we're not patient. Right. No. The first time they give me the ball and I'm averaging three yards a carry, yeah. I'm getting max. I'm getting eight carries. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yep. We, yep. We're going to start throwing the ball all over the yard, being a little bit more efficient with it. So no, I there there's no patience in today's game. Right. So for me, um, to, to see what you just said and have 30 carries and only averaging, but that was what we were yep. doing. We we knew that eventually, not only running a football would just wear on a team, yep. but it kept, it, you know, it does a lot of things. It keeps your defense off the field. It makes them have to, I mean, guys don't want to, especially up front, mm-hmm. if they're doing all that and, and you're still getting three yards um, a carry, it's working. That means that right. we're going to be throwing, the, the ball should be, the play action should work. We should right. better get the ball in the air. Um, but I also think that that's a result of us losing to the Jack to the Jaguars mm. in '95. Mm. And I think Mike Shanahan said he will never leave <laughs> be in the game where me or, or whoever's back there. You. Yeah. <laughs> where I get the ball fewer than 15 times a game. Like yeah. it was always going to be in the 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, I mean, really quick, it, okay. in that game, you put up 30 points. So there yeah. you go. I mean, three yards of carry. That was, against, that was against the Jets? Yep. yep. Well, not, the, the, not the playoff game? Not no, the playoff no, not game. the playoff game. In the regular, in, in the regular season. Oh, uh, that was, in, that in was actually in 2000. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so that was my first game back. That was my first game back after I tore my ACL, right? How did that feel? 33 attempts Maybe. in that game. I, but it, I think if you look at the thing, I think I was out after that game. Mm. I think I missed. I, as a matter of fact, I know I did. I missed. Uh, I missed time after that game. Mm. With uh, I either had a shin, uh, a stress, had a stress fracture in my shin, or a high ankle sprain or something, and I missed some time. Yeah. It, that was after the ACL, man. It was. It was just not. It was not. Wasn't fun after that. <laughs> no. No, nah, just dealing with injuries and and rehabbing every morning. And spending time at the you know facility, you're the first one in at four o'clock in the morning, yeah. and you're just re- and you rehab and you try to go to practice, and you're just not. There's just things that are off. Do you think that's a result of just the fact of how much wear and tear you had taken before the ACL, so that after that it was just harder to come back? Because like I look at what Javante is facing right now yeah. with not just his ACL, but basically his whole knee, and I hear that from you, and it's it's worrisome. No, what it was was I came back too soon, mm-hmm. and when I came back, I was I was one. I was trying to get back because I I felt I owed it to my teammates and coaches, and so I wanted to come back for them. And then ultimately, you know, you want to come back to play for you play for yourself. Yeah. One thing you can't rush is you can do all the training you want to rehabbing, but your body knows when it's ready. And I wasn't ready, and I was trying to come back prior to that. And so what it did was. It actually affected my left knee because I was, you know, trying to everything I would do. I would just, you, I didn't see, it. I didn't know it until I saw it on tape, where I was favoring my left side. I wouldn't cut on my my right, and then just that wore down my left my yeah. left knee, which messed up my ankle because I wasn't able to to get my legs to turn fast enough in the game. And I, I remember being in games and I'm I'm sitting there and I'm literally choreographing my moves. I'm thinking in my mind, mm-hmm. okay, I got to open up with this. And I'm so much worried about physically how I'm going right, to do it right. where I can't think about making people miss. You're thinking instead of playing. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. you, you got you to react. Yeah. It's not a game of thinking. It's a game of, of reacting. Yeah. 
especially as a running back. And I, I wasn't able to do that. And that, that went on for three years. And I just, I never got back to the guy who could just play and not think about his ankle, right. his knee, right. shin, whatever it was. It just never, it just never came. What's it like now when you see somebody like Javante go down with an injury, with a knee injury? Well, it depends. I think he had two things tore. I think he had his. Yeah. Three. The, three. Yeah. The LCL. Yeah, that's a lot. PLCL. So, yeah. 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 Yep. The, what you want to hear is it was a clean tear mm-hmm. and nothing else was, was damaged. So now you have three. And, yeah. and at this point, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't know. Um, obviously, they've gotten better with procedures and be able to do it faster and clean it up. So hopefully my advice to him would be come back on your own time. Right? Yep. Your own time frame. Don't don't allow the doctors or people to tell you you're ready to play when you're not. Right, right. It's like Jamal Murray for the Nuggets, right? I mean, yeah. he tears it all last year. Everyone's saying he's coming back, he's coming back, he's coming back. The medical staff clears him. Yeah, and yeah. he just said, like, he's, I'm, I'm not, not ready. ready. Right. He wasn't, and he's not ready. So no one, I don't care how many surgeries a doctor or a professional has done, it's not your body. Right. And to me, if I can do it again, I would have. I would have missed probably – it was a 99, I would have missed 2,000. Mm. I would have just been like, I'm not ready. It's, just, it's not ready. Because I really um, knew it after in 2001, the difference. When, when you're a five for a long time, when you're a seven, that feels great. You feel like, right. but you're not 100%. You're not right. 10. Mm. Right. And I was, a, I was a three for a long time, and I was like, oh, this five, six feels good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but there was still something a little off, but it still felt good enough where I could play. Right. But it was just barely, it was only, it was just, I was healthy, but I wasn't like in, in football strength conditioning right. shape right? to where I can take on tacklers, you know, run through tackles and be able to be effective. Right. I was just a body out there just going through the motion and trying to survive. And that was, that was, that didn't do me any service. That didn't do the team any, any, uh, any justice. I remember, I remember watching tape and watching film, and I'm like, God, that dude. I, I mean, I look horrible out there. Just look bad. Horrible for you, for, no, for your I, standard. I think people. I, yeah, the coaches knew it too. The coaches knew it. I, I think they were just. I think they were just trying to. I think they were just giving me the benefit of the doubt, understanding that I I, I did come off ACL, right. and they felt that I can work through it. Right, right. Uh, and well, that, that never happened. Well, and I think it's just a really good reminder for all of us. Right when uh, Javante went down, we said, don't expect him back at the beginning of next year. And uh, maybe it's we even need to push that a little longer, especially with how bad the injury was. Did you also feel at the time like John's gone, so now it like – it, it's supposed to kind of be my show. Yeah. Like, I got to get back for them. And I didn't like that, to be honest with you, man. Um, there is a natural progression uh, in sports, and the assumption is that when you're one of the best players, you have to be a leader, a vocal leader. Mm. That was never my yeah. – that was, wasn't my deal. And so I was really comfortable with being a leader by example. Like, I, I want to go show you how y- you should play. I don't need to – I don't want to talk to you about it. And so when John left – I remember Gary Kubiak coming up to me and telling me that I'm the leader now and I need to, you know, I need to talk to the to the guys, bring the team up and but that wasn't what I that that's no, not my deal. Yeah. That wasn't my deal. And and I don't believe you should put people in that position. Like if you want to say something to the team, go ahead. If you don't, th- then don't. Yeah. And 
it would it it really was kind of weird because before the game, the only thing I'm thinking about is what the hell am I gonna say to this team? How <laughs> <laughs> the hell am I gonna say to them? You're thinking not. I'm, well, yeah, I'm thinking, man, like yeah. I, yeah, that's that's one more thing I got to think about. Yeah, mm-hmm. is what the hell is our pregame my pregame speech gonna be to them? Yeah. You got that pregame speech pretty dialed in for the flag football team, though. Oh, I got it. Oh, 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 oh we got, we got. Oh, that was. Oh yeah, they, they good now. <laughs> but back then, I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to think about that. So. The dynamics changed, and it became, you know, remember, too, um, so John re- John retired. Um, I think Shannon left a year after. Yeah. So Steve Atwater was gone. Like, yeah. you started looking at all the guys that were there. Yeah. And you know, Rod was still there, and uh, it was there. We still had guys there, but, again, so when you, you start putting people in different positions, yeah. you lose the depth of your leadership. Right. And you lose – the stuff that no one saw was the locker room stuff and, and walking into that locker room and having Shannon in that locker room uh, every, every day was, was I could, I could sell tickets to that show. <laughs> I, could, I could sell tickets to the show. And people think Shannon was like the only guy that was, no, we had guys like Keith Burns, yeah. you know, Alfred Williams. Yeah. I mean, we had uh, Keith trailer. Um, it, it was really the comedy. It was a comedy store. Um, every morning, and I would I would show up early just 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 to watch the comedy stuff <laughs> because we sit in the locker and it would just they would just go at it, yeah, go at it. It would just be the funniest stuff ever. But we won, we enjoyed it. We had a, we had a fun time. It was not it wasn't work for us, right? We you know, we you know we we go to we played hard, but we made it fun where you wanted to be there. You wanted to show up early, and you didn't leave early either. You stayed late. Yep, yep. We want to go over to drinkdefy.com. Use that code DNVR to get 30% off. That's something that you definitely don't have to think about. No, Just check them out over at drinkdefy.com and use the code DNVR. Also, check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook where you bet $5 on any NBA team and they win. You get $200 in your account. That's DraftKings. Use the code DNVR when you sign up and make sure to see the terms in our show notes. The American Raptors are back at Infinity Park in Glendale. Definitely go check them out. Uh, you can also follow along with Colton Strickler at DNVR Rugby. Uh, they got the podcast. He's writing about all that stuff. And like I said, they're going to be back here this week. So go get your free tickets at AmericanRaptors.com. Boom. All right, uh, Ali, I know we have a couple super chats. We will get to those. We probably won't have time for all of them, but we'll let a couple of you guys. I'll let Ali pick a couple of her favorites uh, to get in. Quickly, I want to know this. When you think of your career in, in just first thing, like when, you, when I say your favorite moment, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Oh, that's easy. That's, um, that is the final play of Super Bowl 32 where John Mobley knocks the ball down mm. from, uh, I think Mark Chamorro is trying to catch that little yeah. over route, little yeah. shallow cross, and Mobley comes over and knocks it down. And the reason that's the, it's my favorite is because that, that really was, I mean, that was it. Like we've... We started the season in what July, and that was the final. That was a final play, that that the culmination of everything we've done. And when when you realize that that's it, and there's no more, there's no there's no game tomorrow. We're not going to play another team, <laughs> and like we won it all. We did it. We we took it from you know July, all the way till uh, you know January or February, whatever yeah. February. Um, but that was it, man. That was the final play. And that's yeah. two a days in training camp. Three a days. Yeah, so yeah. That's, I mean, the the grind yeah. is real. Speaking it, of those championships, how how often do you wear the rings? Uh, I wear them if I'm going to some type of if they ask me to bring them to an yeah. event. Um, yeah. 
I did bring I did bring them out for my flag football team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had I had to motivate them a little bit. Were they were they putting them on their wrists? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No, I did. I broke I broke I broke it out, man. They were we were the Broncos, and so we won. And I got nice. them like big old like those big old um, you know those Dookie chains. Yep, yep, yep. With yep. the Broncos on it, yep. so we. Um, it was fun, but showing them the, the rings before we played our, our you know, our, our playoff game. Oh, that's uh, cool. was it was it was it was cool, and I, I figured it would be a cool moment for them to, to yeah. see it and be able to, you know, kind of inspire them, like yeah. not only for this game but just life, like yeah. right, like you never know that some of those guys might be pro football players at some point, but I figured, um, and I kind of stole it from Mark Schlereth the when he uh, stink one time when we were in Denver, he broke out his. Uh, mm. His uh, his rest, yeah, yeah. His Washington uh, Redskins at the time, yeah. uh, ring, and I had never seen one in person until mm-hmm. he he broke it out, and just a little bitty jabs of motivation that that gave me yeah. and everybody in the room. Sure, um, it's like man, I want one of those. Yeah, I want it. Man, that's, that's cool. And we actually that that thread is actually cool the way it's kind of worked out because I think it was Demarcus Ware who hadn't won uh, in 2015. I forget who it was. It might have been Peyton or someone else who they had, you know, the Broncos bring one of the the Lombardis that you guys won. Oh. And they brought it out the night before the Super Bowl and, you know, said kind of this is what we're playing yeah. for. Like, Let's go get ours. You don't have to say a word. <laughs> if you put that trophy up there the night yeah. before the game, um, and Mike Shanahan, Mike Shanahan was just he, – he, he was brilliant, man, in the way he knew how to – he just he played the instrument, man. He was I, I look at I, I think of Mike Shanahan as like a, a musician, and he's got all these instru- instruments, right? He's got the drums, he got the you know the, the guitar, all that stuff. He got saxophone, <laughs> and he just no, I'm serious, man. And as a leader, you have to know how to do that because yeah. everybody has got a di- different personality. Yeah. There's different things that motivate you that motivate you, and and he just but he he knew. And one thing that stands out to me was uh, the night before we played uh, the Green Bay Packers. In the Super Bowl, and all he did, he played a highlight tape, and the tape, the highlight tape was uh, played to the song "When We Were Kings," mm-hmm. and apparently it was a, you know, it was like a soundtrack for um, for a movie, and it was the right tune at the right time. He played that note, mm-hmm. and he just all he did was play the video the yeah. night before at our, at our team meeting. Was it your guys' highlights? Yeah, it's our highlight from from the first game of the season all the way till Man. you know that game. And watching the highlights, man, I think a man to a man, he didn't say a word. He just played it. He played it. And he, after it was done, he said, all right, guys, let's go. Let's go show the world what we're about. And it was quiet. Normally after our team meetings, you know, everybody's getting up there talking, screaming. It was quiet. But I, I looked at every, I, I looked around and that same, and I, everybody I know felt the way I felt. Right. Like inside, man, I, I, I felt like it. The game need to start now. Let's go. <laughs> like I was fired up. It was quiet. We left that day. But that to me was was I look back at that video and uh, what it did for for that for our team and not being cocky, but I, I we I knew it was going to win. There was yeah. no there was no doubt we were going to win that game. You guys were I believe ten point underdogs. Thirteen points, I believe. You haven't forgot that. I believe. I believe, <laughs> I believe it was thirteen. I think they gave them thirteen on us. Man, I didn't see. I didn't even see the video. I'm ready to run through. <laughs> a wall. I'm trying to tell you. I think me running through a wall would be a little different than you running through a wall. Uh, it's gonna take him a few more tries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. So, the next year though, what's that like? Because now you've done it. You've been there before. It's not this like we're chasing our first ring like. 
you know, I look at the Avalanche in Denver who are kind of dealing yeah. with the same thing right now. What is that like to to defend and also like not necessarily have that maybe a chip on your shoulder or whatever no, feeling like you have something to prove? Yeah, we we never had the whole the old chip on the shoulder thing. It it works, but I think it it kind it depends on on what you're trying to trying to achieve. If you want to win one, the chip on the shoulder works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also we're all human, and and so there is a there is a diminishing return on on things like that because we all get fat, right? We we eat and we get full. <laughs> Tom Brady seems to have played that chip game for a long time, but it takes it takes a lot of energy to to, to look at people and think, oh yeah, you don't respect me, so we're gonna play. Our thing was very simple, man. Like we just we just focused on very basic stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, we go into a game like we I didn't feel like we needed any extra motivation that year um, to win it. But we felt like we were a good enough team. And if we did what we had to do and not worry about the other team and bring it every and, – and, and it, was, it was key that the, you know, our stars performed. And John had to play. I had to play. Shannon, we, we do that. We felt like we could beat anybody. We just, we just had a mentality that we, you know, we're going to win. And we like winning. Winning was good. It was fun. But what it did – what I did recognize was, yeah – Every game felt like it was a playoff game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's coming for the every, champs. Every every game was was that was the game where you were getting the best out of everybody, yeah. and we we actually liked that. We mm-hmm. actually I, I loved it. Yeah, I love I love the the you know the competition. I love going into a game knowing that you you've given us everything you've got, and you still can't beat us. That's what I was gonna right. say. Fourteen and yeah. two, and everyone <laughs> you, you, you gave us everything you had, yeah. and you still can't beat us. Yeah. So. And Michael Urban says this a lot. Now, I've st- I'm stealing this from him. He says, if you want to break, if you want to beat a man, you attack his weakness. If you want to break a man, you, ta- mm. you attack his strengths. Mm. We, were bre- we were breaking teams. Yep. And I don't think people understand what that feels like to be on the field and know that, okay, we're about to line up and run the ball again. You, ain't can't, you can't stop it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Yep. You can't stop it. And to see the looks in some of these guys' face, of defeat when they know and that's really when you when you can throw the ball on the team all you want to you can beat them and you can you can sort of em, and embarrass them but when you physically zap them and you're physically moving them off the line of scrimmage and pushing them back yeah that's a different defeat right there yep. that's a different defeat. physical and mental oh my god you get them on both yes all right so this is our last show of the week and usually on our last show of the week, we give our picks for all of the AFC West games. You want to you want to join us on? I that? haven't even I haven't even seen the games, but I'll, I'll pick. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I, I like that's a good. Sport. I told you, man. I was I've been on a TV. I, I was on TV 20, 20 years. I uh, I've been on a sabbatical, but I'll I'll, I'll play your game. I'll all right, okay. All right. Well, well, let's do this. Let's save the we Broncos got? for last. We're starting with oh, I'm pulling it up here. The Chiefs going into San Francisco playing the 49ers. Chiefs. Going to San Francisco, I would have said uh, the Niners. They just got way too many injuries right now. That's um, insane. I actually picked them last week to uh, to beat the uh, the Falcons. The Falcons are gritty, man. They're gritty. They they're, gritty they're a gritty squad. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not gonna do that again. So um, I think Mahomes. I, I mean, they they. They're still dangerous, man. I, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to go Chiefs. I yep, think Chiefs yep. win this I mean, I, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, talked to James Palmer today. He yeah. said uh, he's covering that game. He said the 49ers have two healthy defensive players. Going up against <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, good luck. That's, so, yeah, I'm going Chiefs as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I, I want the Chiefs to lose. Of course. But I've just lost so much money on <laughs> saying that they're going to lose. I have to take the Chiefs. I've learned my lesson. You learned your lesson. All I right. learned my lesson. 
I'm shocked because Vegas has this as a two and a half point spread. Yep. And that just seems so easy. They're giving they're giving the Chiefs two and a half. No, they're giving the Niners only two and a half. Now they are at home. Oh. But it just shot. It seems wrong. It's gonna. I don't know. That it's might be that close, might that might move. It, yeah. That I might, think that yeah. might move depending on who's up and down, but. It's going to be a closer game than I think a lot of people think, but I can't do it. I'll, I'll take the Oh, Chiefs. earlier <laughs> in the week you were telling us you were going to pick the, the 49ers. Wow, TD gets here. Stick, and stick, yeah, stick with it, right? No, as soon as scared, you, it was James who Don't, scared me. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. All right, the next one. we got the Seahawks facing the Chargers in L.A. Chargers, think the Chargers go to 5-2? Mm, nah, the Chargers, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not impressed with the Chargers. I'm just not. Mm. I know they've, you know, they've, they, you know, obviously they're on a, yeah, I, I watched them. I, there's, I, I just, <laughs> I yeah, think the Chargers, I'm going Seahawks. Yeah, they go to mm. the Chargers, man. They, yeah. Just give me the yeah. Seahawks. Yeah. I'm going I Seahawks. Mean, I mean, you, you sound like RK here. Yeah, so yeah. That's Ryan's what I say every week. Just fades the Chargers <laughs> yeah, every week that, because yeah. they're just the Chargers. It does feel like, I don't, it, you just kind of, we're left speechless. You can't explain what's wrong with them other than they're the Chargers. Like there's there's always something with them that, that you know, they're, too many penalties or drop passes or an untimely fumble or a missed kick. Somehow it didn't work for the Broncos that way last <laughs> week, uh, even with an injured kicker. But uh, I'm with TD here. I'm going, yeah. going Seahawks. You going Chargers? Yeah, I got to take the yep, Chargers. I am as well. Yep. The, better, the better team. I'm going to roll with them. Yep. All right, we got the Texans playing the Raiders. Raiders, their 1-4 record, very last in the AFC. And they, they play the Texans too? Yeah. They are. <clears throat> Where? In Las Vegas. Okay. Ordinarily, I would I would pick uh, anybody to beat the Texans, but I can't pick the Raiders. A man with morals. I just, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. It. Give me the Texans. <laughs> I love it. Who you got? Uh, I think the Raiders are going to win this one. I, th- I think they finally do, but if not, oh boy, I'll be cheering for I the am Texans. praying that they don't win this game. Okay? <laughs> yes. the, yeah. Their misery is my joy. I'm yeah. telling you, boy. Uh, we're right I there think with Davis you. Mills is getting back on track. Big Davis Mills game. Wow, I so got you're the going Texans. Texans. You're going Texans? Yep. I was kind of hoping I could get one on both of you guys wow. here. Uh, you got a, you guys got a little, little, little competition going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where's where's the standings? I didn't see the... We got, we we got them right here. Ryan is in last place. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, But we're all below 500. Hank and I are one game above him. So, <laughs> so Ryan, <laughs> you then you need to go opposite every time then to yeah. catch up, right? Well, I already went opposite of you guys on the Chargers, so I can get one there. Yep. I'll pick one up on Zach here by uh, by taking the oh, Texans. I can't believe you guys are giving me the Raiders. I can't <laughs> believe it. And then Josh find- McDaniels Raiders. Uh, yeah, just, well, that's true. That's true. That's the, see, you have to stand see, for something in life. See, that's and that's the most embarrassing part about this whole thing yeah. about us losing to the Raiders yeah. Yeah. is we had yeah. a chance to smack Josh McDaniels right in his face yep. Yep. And, and keep him winless oh yeah not even winless I think that would have been that would have been the the final nail could've you can't been. go on four you can't been. yeah no you can't no. go on four the talent they have to yeah, the season would have been over yeah I think so too and then final one is the season over after this Sunday for the Broncos playing the Jets TD heck no there we go no. love it heck love no. it we what's, what's Broncos, the score baby. I'll give us. I think we'll get in the, in the, in the twenties this time. Oh. I, I'll, I'll give us. I, and this will. This I'll say twenty-seven. Um, Oof, twenty-seven. I'll put the Jets at twenty. At uh, twenty-seven to twenty. Man, that's, that's the Broncos could so desperately use a twenty-seven <laughs> point win at home. Nice. Twenty-seven points. Yes, I think indeed. Twenty-seven ten was that uh, AFC Championship game. Oh, you? Oh, okay. Nostalgia. Oh. You went back on it. You okay. following that? Uh, I am going to go less points for the Broncos, less points for the Jets. This Broncos defense is just so good. Um, I am going to say the Broncos hit their magic number. 
plus a little bit. Okay. Go 17 oh, seven. Wow. wow. Um, and people still won't be happy. No, people won't be no, happy. They would, with no, that. they would not be happy. <laughs> but no, a win would, uh, would keep them alive, yep. keep us alive. Henry? Are you guys talking to the team at all before the game? Or is it just a ceremony at halftime? I think it's just a ceremony. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not aware of any oh, okay. pregame. Sounds good. Uh, by the, the by the way, my pregame speeches um, to pros and college is not very good. <laughs> okay. the, the results are not okay. good. So I tell, I tell any coach, if you want to bring me in to talk to a team before a game, that, that the uh, history does not does, does not favor mm. that. Just if you were going to pick one of I mean, not that I don't – I mean, I give some excellent pregame talks, but – the records after. The records yeah. after. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know what happens to it. They go, <laughs> if you had to pick one of your teammates to give that speech to the team, who would you pick? Uh – Somebody that doesn't talk a lot. Let me see. I need somebody just to. I mean, Elway was good. Elway, yeah, there you go, Elway. All right. That's what he did. There he did that. Man, it's going to be a fun weekend for you guys. You guys have a yeah, nice weekend? It should be. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the fellas, man, um, getting with them and just kind of catching up. It's been a long time, you know, 25 years to our first Super Bowl, and now we get to see guys and, you know, what they're doing. And it, it's always. We, we, we actually keep a, um, a thread. A text thread uh, with a lot of us. Does it have a name? The Super Bowl champs. I wish I could publish it. I wish I, could, <laughs> I, 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 wish I could take this in, this, this information, and yeah. uh, but I'm held to secrecy on this thing. That's I can't fair. I can't share with any, any you know outsiders. But uh, fair enough. It is fun. Well, and that's so cool for it. You guys will always have that bond, and yeah. you'll always have these reunions, and you'll always have that chain going. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's it's it's, yeah, it's funny, man. Love it. We're all Honoring good. a Super Bowl, I'll say Broncos win 16-10. There we go. Yep. There 16 we go. again. 16, Another 16. 16. Magic number. Yep. Another 16. Yep. I'm unfortunately going to pick up a game on all of you. Uh, You're going to pick the – oh, my Broncos God. Are getting this six, guy. Dude. Broncos are getting 16 points. Jets are getting 19. Oh. oh that's no. the same score as last what week. Let me ask this. you a question, though, Zach. What, what's, what's, what's your thinking with the Jets? I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything with the Jets. Are you just, no? Are you are you buy are you buying the Jets right now? Are you are you convinced no, that this no is no, this no, no. okay? I mean, it. At, what's incredible about the Jets is they've had a quarterback in the past three games who has one touchdown and two interceptions, and they're three and zero. Oh. Yeah, I think they have a really good team around yeah. it, but you got to have the quarterback, especially now. Yeah. Um, but I think they're playing really good team football. That's, which that's is really, something that, that the Broncos are playing great defensive football. You just can't say that about the offense at all. Yeah. I just have a hard time imagining how Zach Wilson is going to succeed against this defense. It's going to be ugly. Yeah. He holds the ball so long. You've got Bradley Chubb and Baron Browning playing the way they're playing. That's just terrifying. Here, here's a fun stat and reason the Broncos would win it if they do win. Zach Wilson last week held the ball the longest of any quarterback last week. The Broncos get to the it. passer quicker than any team. Opportunity. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the bright side. Terrible. And you cannot screw up our day, all right? No, you you cannot mess up the day <laughs> when you go. bring back the go. 97, you know, when you honor it. Well, they did it last year. They honored, They messed up Mike Shanahan's they did. day. They did. The don't, don't bring that, that back. Bad. Don't yeah, no, against it. the Raiders, like you said, I'm just, even I'm, worse. Hey, all I'm saying is you got to know your past. <laughs> you got to know your past. You do. You do. <laughs> and, uh, so you don't repeat it. <laughs> I, ho- I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And for TD, and make sure to go to drinkdefy.com. Use that code DNVR. Yep. Man, appreciate you coming on so much. Oh, this, this is good, fellas. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Great. Appreciate it. Enjoy uh, this weekend. And uh, oh, and we ha- oh, we don't have time for super chats. Maybe. I'm sorry. Oh. We'll hit them. Uh, we'll hit them later. Next well, time. I'll just this, Next time. this one said 
says, thanks, TD, for helping us remember why we're fans. Mm. Oh, there we appreciate go. it. Appreciate awesome. it. There you that go. was Love special. Love it. Thank right. you very Again, much. Again, thank you. Enjoy your yeah. weekend, and uh, we will catch you guys after the game. Flying cotton